Let's talk about what have we learned from quarantine 2020? What have we learned from COVID-19 situation all over the world? Welcome to Groovy Taken Podcast. This is Claudia Jurowitz. Today again, I'm by myself. Rene will join us, I hope, next week. But right now, let's talk about what have we learned from that quarantine and COVID-19. And you know what? I'm thinking, let's divide that into we learned absolutely nothing. And then we'll jump to, you know what? We learned something. So let's start with we all know from the news, from all the information, TV, radio, uh, internet, how many people already lost their lives to COVID-19. How many people lost their jobs because of the quarantine that we are under the lockdown uh, all over the world? This is tragedy. We were pretty much not prepared. It seems like it. But how can we be prepared to a situation like that? I honestly, I'm not sure. Then, of course, we know that if we are looking for any good um, information, if you are looking for good resources, please remember to visit cdc.gov or who.int. The first one is here of the federal agency. The second one is the World Health Organization. As always, I'm going to share those links in a blog post to this episode. So go ahead, visit groovytakeon.com for more information. But now... We know the last few months, not very good experience for many of us. But have we learned anything? Think about it. Think about what have you learned um, about yourself or about the whole situation within the last few months? Do you think you are going to change your life within the next few years? Or it's going to be exactly the same as it used to be? So I'm thinking, number one, we learned absolutely nothing. And probably that's my more pessimistic approach here. We learned absolutely nothing. That we had right now COVID-19 before. We had uh, several years ago swine flu, uh, SARS. Uh, We had so many other viruses, unfortunately, flying around. All, the, all around the world, and we had to cope with it. I'm not sure if that was as big scale as right now with COVID-19. I'm not sure. Again, some of the resources I found uh, very useful, I'm going to share in a blog post. But here is the thing. Have we learned then, 2002, with the SARS, severe actual respiratory syndrome? Have we learned something? Are people preparing themselves a little bit better? Um, doesn't look like it, guys. I'm thinking we will, for the next few years, going to remember about COVID-19, going to remember how devastating uh, it was for the economy, how devastating it was for our families. But are we going to actually change our lives to be more prepared for the future and the unknown that might come, we might come across in the future? I'm not so sure. We just are uh, creatures of habit. We like what we like. And uh, we, will, uh, we will think about it. Maybe some of us are going to change their lives. 
uh, a little bit, they will change something a little bit, they will do something different just to be more prepared for unknown. And this is what scares me. It's just unknown. You don't know what might happen. So how can you prepare yourself? I don't know. So start saving more money. Uh, start spending a little bit less and be more prepared financially in case uh, you might lose a job. I don't know. Are we going to do it or are we going to just do it for the next few years? And then it's like, oh, yeah, like everything is fine again. So no need to change anything, right? I'm not sure about it. It's hard to change human behavior. Uh, that's another thing. Like right now we are taught a six feet apart physical distancing. Before that, we start calling it social distancing, but really it's just physical distancing. What is all about here? Six feet apart. Well, think about human nature. Many of us, I'm not saying all of us, because like, you know, myself being introvert, I feel so awkward when somebody wants to hug me uh, or shake my hand. So I get that <laughs> six feet apart. Let's stay a little bit. Give me that space, please. But for many of us, our human behavior, and this is beautiful. We, we like to hug each other. We like to have that physical contact because we feel that we are closer to each other. We can communicate a little bit better. I think it's easier. It's just something calming about it or it's just just this is being human I guess is all about but at the same time I'm thinking we have overcrowded cities uh, I'm thinking about public transportation in some of the locations which is uh, uh, it's overcrowded all the time uh, you can just go and say no more public transportation you cannot go and say hey um, so we are not going to organize any public events anymore. What are we going to do with the next few years? How we are going to cope with this? Look at the simple uh, situations at the, at the stores, for example. You see markings right now on the floors like, okay, you wait here, you wait here, waiting for the checkout. Um, you are going to whatever public space and you see all the information, uh, physical distancing six feet apart. And then at the same time, you are looking at people's behavior. So, yeah, sometimes we will stay six feet apart from each other. But in many cases, we'll just, ah, I'm not going to wait. Let me just grab here. I will stand next to you and grab the same bottle of water uh, because I don't want to wait those three additional seconds. The human behavior is, I don't want to wait. I don't want to stay six feet apart from my friend that we are chit-chatting, okay? So it's just so unnatural for us. And we have to all change that. Uh, think about public transportation, as I mentioned earlier. Okay, some of us are used to, we are just driving everywhere using our own vehicles, so no problem. But, but those huge cities with the public transportation uh, overcrowded, how suddenly you are going to tell everybody, hey, 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 you cannot go into that subway card. You have to wait because it's already too many people there. No. Everything is overcrowded in so many places. So how we are going to change our behavior? Public events, all those wonderful public events that we go to, concerts, festivals, 
what are what are we going to do? The one of the recent examples that one of my friends mentioned the hiking. Here in Arizona, we love to hike and we have gorgeous gorgeous locations all around the valley all around Phoenix area, metro area uh, where we can go uh, hiking. The thing is those more popular uh, spots were overcrowded during the quarantine. People want to go, the beautiful, the, the weather was uh, fantastic, so why not to go? And instead of, hey, six feet apart, it's like, yeah, you know, I will just quickly uh, sneak here or there. Well, six feet apart, let's forget about the physical um, distancing. So how we are going to learn the new behavior, I guess? Think about industries, factories. How do you expect suddenly that all the factories, big and small, are going to reorganize to accommodate that six feet physical distancing. In some cases, it will be very hard. It's going to be very costly to change all of that. So many people lost their jobs. Will they be able to get back to their old jobs from few months back? Will they be able to find new job replacement? What's going to happen with that? How families will able to rebuild that? So on the one hand, I'm thinking so many things has changed over the course of the last few months. Are we going to stay uh, with those changes? Are we going to keep those changes in our behavior, in our lives? Or not so much. I think that maybe for a few next years, maybe we will remember about face masks. You know, some people will will do that more than others. But the, the outcome, I think, in the long term, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So my first approach was, we're really not going to learn too much. We will do some changes for next few years, but later on, I'm not so sure. But okay, let's stop being so pessimistic for a moment and let's think about something good that happened. Let's talk about what good happened. Well, people are people and sometimes we do good things. So we got together rather fast. We organized resources and we start sharing information and sharing help. And on the local, state, federal level, you can find that information available. So how about visiting your city or town website, your state website, go to federal agencies and you might find a lot of resources where and how you can get additional help. And I'm not talking only about financial help, but whatever resources you might need, food banks or whatnot, this is a good place to start your research. On a smaller level, like communities, it seems like small communities, they got together virtually even stronger to support each other. Think about Facebook groups, Instagram, on Twitter. People are getting together, sharing information. Hey, I've got, for example, uh, dog food that we have a little bit too much. I can share that with people who are in need. Why not? Okay, I've got I've got dogs. I need um, I need a little bit more supplies for them. Um, I would love that help. Somebody else will say, Hey, I've got toilet paper. Um, I can share I can share a little bit with uh, those who are in need. Let's do it. Hey, we are doing we are making face face masks. Uh, I'm going to share it with um, whatever nursing home is in need. Yeah, I, I can do it. 
people have great ideas and they are sharing those resources with others. Look around, ask around. Communities are getting virtually together. They're getting together online to help each other and support each other. And this is, this is good. This is that good thing in people that is showing uh, that is showing and spreading all of the world. And this is something we should um, get hold on to. Of course, social media, because online we are talking about social media here. I mentioned just seconds ago, uh, Facebook groups. Search for local, based on location, Facebook groups to get more information. If you have some resources that you would like to share with others, or you have something that you would like to share with others, utilize Facebook groups just for that. If you need help, you don't know where to look for, search some of the local Facebook groups around your town, around your city. People are helping each other. You might find sometimes help even faster than uh, than going to, you know, uh, public agencies and offices. Sometimes if you need just a little bit of help through Facebook groups, you might find that help from other people in your community. Online activities, another thing, uh, more video chat, conferences, meetings. Of course, now Zoom is the thing to use. Zoom as an online tool for uh, virtual meetings, conferences. This is, this is the tool. But also on your smartphone, you can utilize FaceTime or Google Duo. You can use Facebook video chat, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, uh, Facebook Live. You have options to use. Communities, we are staying together online, using those online platforms to spend time together. Because the thing is, quarantine is, well, not only is, but might make us feel lonely. You are in the locked in four walls. It's hard to sometimes cope with this. I'm not saying everybody has that feeling and that everybody feels lonely but there are many of us who might feel lonely and that quarantine that lockdown was not helping the online activities might help you the community we are communicating here within the small communities or all over the world via online tools utilize social media if you are on facebook well there are a few billion people on facebook you might find a Facebook group that can help you to feel not as lonely or maybe uh, search for information. You lost your job. You are looking for a new job. You, you, you tried every possible way to find a new job. If you still don't have it, reach out to people in your local Facebook group. See if somebody maybe knows something about a new job opening where you can find work. Utilize social media. Social media is not only for sharing pictures and videos. Videos. Social media platforms can help you to stay together, to feel not as lonely, to share and receive support, to share and receive help. It's important to stay together and embrace the situation that we are with right now in and just, well, survive. So those two approaches, very negative, like we haven't learned anything, and positive, 
but there are people who are sharing information, who are sharing resources. We are communicating with each other via online world to stay connected, to stay safe, to stay maybe not as lonely. That's enough. That's enough. Let's keep that positive thinking, that positive mind. Let's help each other. Let's stay groovy and stay safe. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. As always, Mom, thank you for listening. And everybody, uh, please uh, check our blog post to this episode of Groovy Taken Podcast. I'm going to share their useful, I hope useful, um, links to different websites, articles that you might find some resources there. And as always, check and ask people for help and support uh, if needed. Thank you so much for listening. And see you, hear you next time. Oh, and don't forget, you can always find us on Twitter as well, at Claudia Jurowitz. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay groovy.